Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for over 20 years now. You can read all of my written work. So in addition to the podcast you're about to hear today, if you're curious to find out what I think about a lot of other movies, you can go to my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that's out in limited selection of theaters in the United States. It's called The Hollers. It's one of those dramedies, a comedy slash drama. It's PG-13 rated because it does contain brief language and some thematic material, and it runs an hour and 28 minutes. John Krasinski is the main star. He also directs the film. Margot Martindale, Richard Jenkins, Charlotte Copley, Anna Kendrick, Charlie Day, and Josh Groban fill out some of the supporting roles. The screenplay is by Jim Strauss. And if you followed Krasinski's career, obviously most people know him as an actor, but he actually has directed before. This is his second film. It ends up being kind of a generic outing. It's another one of those well-meaning dramedies that's about another one of those financially, emotionally sulking big city residents who ends up returning to his small town home in order to visit his family, who are, of course, dysfunctional, in order to care for one of the members of the family who discovers that he or she, in this case she, has a terminal disease. And the man who returns home finally gets out of his stagnant situation because he ultimately discovers he has some sort of meaning in his life. I'm seeing this film just a week after screening Other People, which is currently out on Video On Demand. And that one featured an identical premise and a semi-comic tone, just like this one. I think that one is actually quite superior to The Hollers. So look for other people if you are interested in seeing this kind of film done right. Now, in The Hollers, it's the man's mother, who's played by Margot Martindale in this film, who's been discovered to have an advanced stage brain tumor that needs immediate removal. Krasinski plays the role of the man who must come back home. He is this very bored office worker. He's a would-be graphic novel author named John Holler. He moved to New York. He's currently awaiting the birth of his baby with his well-to-do girlfriend, Becca, who's played by Anna Kendrick. This is one of those cases where if you have a pregnant woman in the film, that's usually a sure sign of what's going to happen at the end of the film. And stories like these, I won't give anything away other than that, as to whether that actually pans out. John receives a call to return to his Midwest home. It looks like it perhaps is supposed to be set in Ohio, but it was actually filmed in Mississippi. He's going to be there for his mother Sally's risky but crucial brain surgery. And there he's greeted by his financially struggling plumber father named Don, who's played by Richard Jenkins, and his recently laid-off brother Ron, played by Copley, who hasn't been able to move on since his divorce. Now, as far as the fantasy land scenarios that I'm speaking of, this one's working off of an original script from James C. Strauss, or Jim Strauss, as he's often called. Strauss has been here before. I've reviewed his film from 2005 called Lonesome Jim, which featured Casey Affleck. It's very similar to the main premise of this film. And as far as the film goes, this one introduces this very push-button kind of manipulation in order to draw out instinctive reactions in the audience to make them like the film. Whether they laugh, whether they cry, every character in the film is quirky, they're very comical. This is the kind of film that should go down fairly easy for those who like these run-of-the-mill sitcoms that feature these kinds of characters in it. It's less than 90 minutes long. It feels like maybe a three-episode run of said TV show, except this one does have a strong cast of character actors that occasionally sell their limited characterizations as real lived-in personas. This film is elevated by the presence of really competent actors, and unfortunately, 
even at the relatively short runtime of 88 minutes, there are a few too many side story threads that are there presumably to bolster the themes of the material, but they do end up distracting more than they add to the overall enjoyment of the movie. For instance, there's this major detour that involves Sally's overbearing nurse, Jason, who's played by Charlie Day. Jason happens to be the husband to John's ex, Gwen, who he might still have a thing for, and she just might still harbor feelings for her former beau, and that results in some of the film's most contrived of scenes among a great many when he goes over to have dinner with them. Something you could never envision happening to begin with, and what happens during this dinner is so phony and forced, it does manage to weaken the overall effect of the movie, unfortunately. However, for as cliched and as artificial as the first hour or so plays, I will say that The Hollers manages to gain some good traction as a moving story in the final half hour. Perhaps this is because it's bolstered by the heavier use of its esteemed veteran players, Margot Martindale, who delivers in a stunningly convincing, heart-wrenching moment of pre-surgery panic. That scene alone is the standout of this film and actually almost sold me on the film as a whole. There was also Richard Jenkins, who may be even more nervous about the potential of Sally's condition than she is. Jenkins is almost always a good actor, but I think that his role here has him going from manic to sad to to comical in a way that's probably impossible for anybody to really pull off. Even a person as skilled as Jenkins could not do it, unfortunately. But I do think that if the film had been more about these characters, played by Martindale and Jenkins, and less about the comparatively uninteresting younger brothers, played by Krasinski and Copley, whose lives are in this state of perpetual stagnation and whose stories we've heard before countless times in independent films like this, I think that there would be a good movie to boast about because we don't get a lot of stories about older couples dealing with death in a serial comic fashion. Obviously, there have been films like that before. Many of them are very good, but generally they've been very, very sad movies And it would be interesting to see that play out in this perspective. But I think it would have helped also to bring out the drama of the situation and to spend less time on the broad humor in this film, such as we have some silly slap fights in this movie. We get scenes of a man who's stalking his ex while using large binoculars right across the street and in full view of her home. You know exactly where that scene is going to go. We get this forced injection of stereotypes regarding the nationality and perhaps the martial arts fighting skills of their Asian surgeon who's played by Randall Park. Silly antics like this, many of which were probably improvised in order to try to bring a little bit of levity to the film that could have been a little bit more heavy given the subject matter, and it results in an uneven viewing experience, unfortunately. Some of this material may work for some viewers, but overall it does detract from the emotional component of the film. I do think that The Hollers is going to be viewed as comfort food for those viewers who want an occasional laugh or maybe to have a few tears welling up for the purpose of this tearjerker kind of movie, but I think that, as a whole, it does traverse on a well-worn path that many often better movies have been before, so it feels like a lot of other movies you may have seen before. It's not quite as good as those. It does have occasional moments. You know, it's kind of like the family at the heart of this movie, The Hollers. The Hollers as a movie and The Hollers as a family have trouble keeping it all together, but there are individual moments in which they manage to find their way It's a close call for me. I was right there on the border of recommending this film because of the final half hour, which actually did get to me a little bit emotionally. But ultimately, when I have borderline calls, my rule of thumb is to give it the lower of the two grades on a first-time watch. and So that's why I'm giving The Hollers 
two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that all of the tools, all of the talent were here to put together a winning film, and somehow it just doesn't get it all together. And the reason why I can't ultimately recommend it is because it is a very familiar kind of film, and there are too many instances in which Krasinski is really trying to force either laughs or tears in a way that is very manipulative, and it comes across as a little bit overbearing. So two and a half stars out of four for The Hollers. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you do end up seeing The Hollers and you want to chime in and let me know what you think, you can do so by going to my website, quipster.net. You can find my contact information there as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. I encourage you to either like me or friend me on one of those, and you can write to me anytime and let me know what you think about this movie or any other movie that you so choose. Also... Also, I do want to mention that if you've been a long-time listener and you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is to go to iTunes and leave a review or to go to patreon.com slash quipster and leave a donation. Quipster is spelled with a W. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net is where to go for all the information. 